Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today on the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, the death of the Oracle. We break things down for you as the Washington Capitals and the three-game losing streak of the Detroit Red Wings. We, I got Scotty Bentley live on the scene. Scotty, what's going on? It's uh, it's a sad day. It's raining sideways. Uh, <laughs> that no, nothing is right with the world. And uh, yeah, we're going to break that down here. Actually, it was raining pretty hard uh, throughout it the was, entire game. It was, man. It really affected the tournament yeah, at Los Arena. It was raining. It was raining all day, man. Pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. The the vibe was just wasn't there. I kind of no, felt it. Wasn't. it. Uh, obviously, like I said, Lockdown Red Wings uh, podcast. I'm your host Brian Fisher. With me today, as always, other host here at Lockdown Red Wings, Scotty Bentley, also host at Lockdown Tigers. Just overall phenomenal guy. Apparently, cannot predict uh, Red Wings games after all. I'm putting this all uh, on you, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm pinning the loss on you. Totally. No, put it on the the guy who runs the scoreboard and threw a 4-2 final up there before the game started. Put it on him or her. Yeah, I mean, totally that person's fault for not erasing this score from the Edmonton game two days ago. Uh, Yes, agreed. I I saw that score. I was like, "Uh, meme ability moment? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Took advantage, baby. Took advantage. Uh, And then, you know, we got half of that score right. The two was there. We just, the wings failed to put four up. And you know what's funny is I got a lot of responses on that tweet talking about Adam Ernie having a multi goal game. And I thought, I even asked our authentics director, I'm like, if Adam Ernie has a multi goal game after all these people predicted it, we will do an Adam Ernie puck giveaway. Like, I will get an autographed Adam Ernie puck. But Absolutely. he didn't do that. So I didn't follow through on my own self resolve. We should, I, I think we should do one of those eventually. But we should. That'd be fun. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah, the Red Wings uh, fell two to nothing to the Washington Capitals to break their three-game win streak. Uh, all good things come to an end eventually. They did half of what we said they had to do, but they just couldn't do the other half, which was score goals. Yeah, no, they they did shut down Ovi. They did. He didn't get a shot off. No, that's the incredible part. Like, if you want to focus on the few positives in this game, the fact that you held Alex Ovechkin to zero shots in this game is fun. Like. That never happens. He had actually had three giveaways in that game too. Like he was just yeah. not on top of his game that day. It's it's interesting too because the team looked so good the first like ten minutes of the game. You were like until the first goal was scored, you were like, all right, the boys are buzzing. This is this one. This is gonna be a competitive game. Everybody looks good. Grice looks good. Defense looks solid. Washington's not getting a ton of shots off. Our offense is a little slow, but, you know, hopefully we pick it up. Ovi's getting shut down. Like, you're like, all right, this this is, you know, we got some stuff. And the, and the Caps have a ton of injuries right now. And, and you're like, all right, like, this is this, this could be some. And then two goals in, like, 45 seconds. And the rest of the game was a pretty much, uh, I don't even know what adjective to use, irrelevant. It, it, there was There was nothing. Yeah, as soon as, let's see, uh, scroll here just to get the exact time that goal. Uh, 12.43 in the first period. As soon as that goal got scored, it was game over. Because 10 seconds later, they scored again, assisted by former Red Wing Nick Jensen. And it was just back-to-back goals. That was the end of the game. The game ended literally halfway through the first period. Yeah. 
And I would even here's the thing too. Scotty, I'm gonna say it, that game was boring. Like yeah. it, it wasn't even I mentioned it before, like it wasn't even so bad that it was like there's really feels like the Wings didn't play horrible. They really didn't. They just got out hustled. Like the Washington Capitals just had the edge in every department, but the Wings didn't even play particularly bad. Like so that it makes it hard a hard game to talk about. Just from the aspect like we can't even rip on the players who played like crap. Like it just it just felt like the Wings got out hustled by a better team today. Yeah, and, and the other thing is after that second goal, really af- after the first period, I guess, the the Caps just went into total defense mode. That like that the, they didn't even have that that many more shots than us. Like it wasn't like uh oh the, the Caps have a have a you know shot they have got forty off and we got nineteen off or something, right? Like we were both in in the twenties, I think. Yeah, like it wasn't twenty nine to twenty one. Yeah, so like they just they they got their lead and then just sat back and and just played very impressive. Not not taking away from the Caps. I mean, it was it was very very good uh, in zone defense on their part. But um, it, it's really hard for us to be like, oh, you know, this specific person looked like you know looked like crap because you know whatever because the the Caps were just playing. In zone, you know, park the bus to use soccer terminology, defense, and we that that was it. Like yeah. the, 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 there wasn't a ton of shots off. The defense didn't. Our defense didn't have to play super, super hard or super, super good in the in the last two periods because uh, the, the the Caps were just trying to not give up goals, not score, and that that was just kind of it. Yeah, and typically in those kind of games, like playing not to lose is typically a bad thing to do and i think the fact that they were so easily capable of playing not to lose speaks to how little pressure the red wings really did apply i mean you mentioned it their wings only had 21 shots on net capitals only had 29 like it was just like that's why i keep saying it was a boring game like there wasn't a lot of offense either side like the capitals got two quick goals in the first period back to back and that was it the rest of the game like the and i'm thinking of the red wings chances you know, I think Robbie Fabry probably had the most exciting chance when he broke into the zone, tried to get the inside lane on Tom Wilson, and Tom Wilson like hauled him down, and that was that was really it for their exciting chances. I mean, most of their shots came from three players in this game, four players really. I mean, it seems like there's only a few players who showed up to play. Yeah, no, and and Larkin I thought looked great. Yeah, he did. I, 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 I thought Larkin looked fantastic. He 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 seemed to be on his on his A game there. He uh he he got the over and how many like you know the Vegas odds for his shots. Like he was he he was flying, but that that was pretty much it for the forwards. That, that yeah. was that's pretty much the extent of the people that found success, um or or even a remote amount of success in this game. And I, I mean we had we had a five on three at one point and like didn't yeah. even come close like like we were in we were in their zone the entire time and then cider had a had a really bad pass just was way too strong on it and ruined the chance and and that that was pretty much it like like that <laughs> outside of the five on three and and one other power play i mean there wasn't even like we were we were threatening you know what i mean like at least when we're threatening there's stuff to talk about it's like oh like if he can just finish or oh like this pass is really good this setup was good we didn't even have chances it was just it was just nah it it wasn't horrible it was but it you know it wasn't the worst performance i've ever seen but it was just bleh it was just nothing happened everyone was gliding around the puck was going back and forth and that was it and there's this term in radio called root for radio 
where anything right. exciting is good because it gives you something interesting to talk about. This is just a game where there was really nothing interesting to talk about. You mentioned Larkin was good. He was. He led the team in shots and with four. But outside of Larkin, Nemestikov had three. Fabry had three. Gagne had two. Suter had two. That's really it. I mean, that's the bulk of your sh- – like a couple other guys put one on net, but there was just no offense to speak of outside of Dylan Larkin of trempting it. Grice looked good. Got to give him credit. He did yeah. make 27 out of 29 uh, sh- saves on shots against with it for a save percentage of 931 in the game. I mean, he showed up to play as well. So really, it's like Larkin and Thomas Grice. And, like, I, I guess if we're trying to focus on the positives, um, before we talk about that, the abysmal power play that this, this team just had nothing going. Uh, Thomas Grice and Nedeljkovic continue to do like 1A, 1B. Nedeljkovic, I think, has been a little bit better. But in hockey nowadays, having a good tandem is like kind of the norm. And so having both play, both goalies in that playing great has just been a real boon for the Red Wings this season. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, um, it's been, it's been A, just something that really before last season we haven't seen in a minute so it's just refreshing yeah to kind of have that for for starters but um no it's awesome and, and it's really awesome again because we, i mean we've talked about it so many times but the the fact that this after bernier left we were like all right this goalie situation's bleak and bleak. now we we have we have grice who's playing well and grice was coming back either way but uh, we have a tandem that's good. We have Grice is playing well, and and Ned is is young and playing well, uh, and then and then obviously we have Kosa down there. Like this goalie situation really did go from go from something that not many people had very high hopes for going forward to a, a really big bright spot on the team, and they keep proving it time and time again. The last two weeks especially, goaltending's been phenomenal. Yeah, goaltending's been phenomenal, but honestly, it looked like the rest of the team could have used the built bar. It, it's true. It's right. true. They 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 fall in the same category as Aunt Betty tonight. Honestly, they no just like bar. Aunt Betty. They need to get they need to get on with those built bars. It's the perfect time of year to get on those built bars because it's close to Thanksgiving. Um, they got all the new holiday flavors. Built bars, the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of three hundred calories. That's on the low end. Most built bars are only 130 calories with four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar or go for a raspberry built bar instead of a raspberry pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Do I have to talk to you about Aunt Betty again? Get her a built bar already. Get her and the rest of the Red Wings a built bar. They need it. Absolutely need it. Uh, new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly. So check the site often. Uh, mark your calendar because Black Friday will be a huge event with lots of surprises. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Fender off gives him the business. All right, Scotty. Well, we talked about Thomas Grice and a little bit about Nadelkovich and just the tandem in general, but really we need to talk about the other goalie that played in this game in Zach Foucault. Uh, wow. The fact that a guy who has been bouncing between the ECHL and the AHL since 2015 made his NHL debut at 26 years old and came out and shut out the Red Wings is, I'm going to be blunt, a little embarrassing for Detroit. I think embarrassing is a good word. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's the first goalie to make his debut and record a shutout uh, in the NHL in six years. 
and uh, the first in Caps history. So I, I, I would say... I would say embarrassing is a decent word to describe that. Yeah, I, I would say that's accurate. He played his last two seasons in the AHL. He played small game, you know, five games last year, 11 games the year before. Or I'm sorry, he played five games this year before getting called up and 11 games last year in the AHL. And he had good statistics. So last two years in the AHL, he's really come alive. So he could be just a little bit of a late bloomer, which is fine. But the fact of the matter is that a guy who's, hasn't played above AHL hockey in his entire career and has bounced between the ECHL and AHL, comes in, shuts out the Detroit Red Wings in his NHL debut at 26 years old, and like you said, is the first since 2015 to do it. That's just good for, first of all, good for him. You know what? Yeah. Give him props. That's awesome. That's good for him. Just couldn't have happened against a worse team. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, that, it's. That, that can't feel good. Like that can't feel good in the locker room with a uh, locker room with, you know, like we have our we have our young players, but like this is a locker room with vets on it. This is a locker room with dudes who have been in the league five, six, seven years, and some like not highly regarded prospect at twenty six just shows up and and blanks you. That that's got to be somewhat embarrassing. Yeah, he was taking taken in the two thousand thirteen entry level draft, and I'm I'm I. I don't even remember who the first overall pick was that year. I think in 2000, I was still in high school in 2013. That's how long he's been in the in the professional leagues for. I mean, just good for him. Good for him. I'm just frustrated that the Detroit Red Wings could not put a single goal in against a 26-year-old rookie making his debut. I it just you talk. Want to talk about the negatives in this game? That's got to be the that and the power play has got to be the thing that stands out the most as like the biggest like what the hell? Yeah, no the 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 offense was so slow and like clearly outmatched. And as you know, it's it's obviously oh, I'm not going to take anything away from from getting a shutout in your debut. That's awesome. But that defense, I mean this. The, the, <laughs> The defense didn't allow. We had no opportunities. We had, we had no opportunities, and then even in our power play opportunities, no no chances. Oh, um, I just looked up the 2013 NHL draft. I I'm a fake fan. You know who was taken first overall in 2013? Do I want to know? Nathan McKinnon. Wow. Yeah, and then second, Alexander Barkov. That was wow. a that was a draft. That's a year. Jonathan Drouin, third year. overall. Seth Jones, fourth overall. Actually, I do remember this draft because I remember people thought Seth Jones could be a defenseman who could go top, first overall, and he yeah. slid the fourth. There was some Seth Jones hype, wasn't there? Like this is a complete sidebar. This is the year the Wings took Anthony Mantha. Just and but I think that adds Mantha. to the thing. Like the, these are guys he's who play tonight. By the way, he's been he's hurt, isn't he? Yeah, they have a ton of injuries. Yeah. They, they didn't have um, uh, Oshie. They didn't have him. They didn't have Backstrom. They didn't – yeah, they, they're, out, they're down to quite a few Both people. Vrana – and it's a complete sidebar. We got distracted by the 2013 entry-level draft. Uh, but both Vrana and Mantha missed their homecoming revenge games. Cause Sad. Vrana and Mantha are both hurt. So Sad. you're talking about winners and losers of that trade. <laughs> both the players that got traded are right now. Yeah, that that is. I mean, that's got to be disappointing for the players too, man. Honestly, like you wanna you wanna go out there and 
and and light up your old team that traded you. I just resorted this by total points scored, and so obviously it's going to be mostly forwards. Sean, Sha- Sean Monahan is would be third overall, but Nathan McKinnon and Barkov would stay first and second. Jones would yeah, be that, at defense. Yeah. They use defense. Bo Horvat would be fifth. Elias Lindholm. Yeah, interesting. It's interesting to look at. Anyways, that's not what we're talking yeah, I about. I love though. looking at old. I love looking at old drafts, man. So fun. Adam Ernie. Taking 33rd overall. He was taking the same draft as uh, Nathan McKinnon and Anthony Mantha. Let's go, Madison Bowie. Jacob De La Rose. You know, that's familiar Red Wings. All these uh, former wings. Yeah. This is fascinating. I got to do this more often. So fun, man. One of my favorite (laughs) things to do, for real. Eric Comrie, he had a second with the wings. Yep. Oh, all right. Anyways, back on topic. <laughs> this is just fascinating to me. I am completely distracted. Full disclosure. Uh, <laughs> Zachary Foucal shuts the Red Wings out in his NHL debut. Uh, yeah, bad. Can't the have power play is what is what we were talking about. Oh, though. Yeah. The power play looked looked just as slow as the offense, I guess. Like it, it, it was pretty. It was pretty worse. on par. Right. So, yeah, what, that, that's fair. Did offense. It just the game itself, we talked about boring. Like nothing really exciting happened. It wasn't horrible, but the power play was horrible. That yeah. was that was the facet of the game that looked the absolute worst. Like they couldn't get anything going. What was working for them in previous games just wasn't working for them. And it, and I wonder if it's like maybe they just had an off day because those think tend to think those things tend to happen, or if it was more like maybe the other teams figured out how to stifle it. And if that's the case, then it's coaching has to find a way to freshen it up. Because, I mean, now there's plenty of tape on the Red Wings. They know what kind of power plays they like to run. So that's that's part of being a coach is being able to keep the play calling fresh. So, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at it as probably just it being a bad game for the Wings and they'll get back to it, you know, soon. But if it continues, I mean, this team has had so many power play issues in the recent years. And I'm, yeah, not, trying to, I'm not trying to have a knee-jerk reaction because it's just one bad game from the power play. But, like, Whenever I see power play being bad, I'm like, oh, no, not again. Here we go again. No, yeah, and, and you know, with the with the new coaching hire and everything, like, you, you would – you had some confidence. And, again, it's, it's taken a, an improvement on the season as a whole. It's definitely looked better than it has the last two years. But uh, it, it definitely seemed – I don't want to even say a step back because, again, it is one game, but definitely sucked tonight it was it was and again we had we had a five on three and barely had an opportunity like just rough passing rough finishing um yeah it, it just, was it was not pretty it just takes me back to that first weekend of back-to-back hockey games we had the montreal game the chicago blackhawks game and where i asked you at the end of the weekend i'm like which of these two teams is it and you're like it's both you're like it's literally this what the big year is going to be either they're going to they're going to get blown out or they're going to win impressively. And so you're saying I'm still the Oracle. You're still the Oracle. All right, cool. You're still the Oracle. Cool. You're not dead but, yet. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to clarify that. You, you, we're, we're clarifying you are still the Oracle. You got to at, and not at Bentley Scotty. It's now at Bentley Oracle. On there Twitter. you go. Bentley Oracle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have my, have my first name legally changed to Oracle. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would totally Oracle be down for Bentley. that. Uh, no, but it's like they, the offense just will sometimes disappear with this team. They don't lose 
like they have obviously the Toronto Maple Leafs game, for example, is like a close game they lost. The Florida Panthers game is a close game they lost, but it feels like the losses where they just get shut out or blown out are more common than the hard fought close losses at this moment. And maybe that just is recency bias, you know, skewing how I view things, but it's like either they have dominant wins over the Oilers and the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, or they have shutout losses to Calgary, shutout losses to Montreal. Blowout losses to Montreal, who they got to play on Saturday, which we'll get to next segment, or a shutout loss to Washington Capitals. It's like it's it's nowhere in the middle with this team. It feels like it's either or, and it's just it's it's incredibly encouraging when they're winning, and then when they're losing, you're like, oh man, maybe they're just not there yet. Yeah, it's uh, it's because they're so vastly different performances, right? Like yeah. because they're so different. It's it definitely is uh like makes you stop on your tracks completely. It's not like oh like you know hard fault loss we'll get back on the horse and it's like wow that sucked yeah. and uh, I I I can't believe that this is the same team. So so definitely a fair point. No, but seriously, like games like tonight are it remind you more of like the last couple of years where the team didn't seem to have any fight in it, no spirit because they knew they were a bottom of the league team. Then you get games like the last two, like last three. Against, well, not counting Buffalo because that team's fallen off, uh, as everyone expected. But, like, the last two especially, you know, they they play up and they battle and they win. And it's like, oh, wow, this team's turning. Like, you know, I hate to beat a dead horse, but are they turning the corner? Sometimes I think yes. And then, then they have games like tonight. <laughs> and it's just, I feel like games like tonight are probably more telling in the long run. Because games like tonight will tell you, like, oh, this team still has some maturing to do before they're legitimate. And as much as I love those big wins and we hype it up and we joke around, like, oh, they're going to win it all, I think we know in our hearts that, no, they're probably going to miss the playoffs again. Um, but they are getting better. They are trending in the right direction. For sure. Yeah, one of the biggest steps in development is consistency. Yes. Right? That's uh, there's some There's some bad, bad teams that can put up, you know, five one night randomly, any given night, right? Yes. Like that. There's there's bad teams that have that ability, um, and there's and there's really good teams that can randomly just lay an egg. But uh, the, one of the biggest steps for development, and one of the biggest reasons that good teams are good teams, is is consistency, and that's that's the next step for sure. Yeah, and the, they are getting more consistent with the fact that they, I mean, they're just in general winning more games, but one of the big tells they're third in the Atlantic division right now. And I mentioned it before we were recording, but if you were to sort the divisions by point percentage rather than total points, the standings look vastly different for our division. The Red Wings who are slotted at fifth right now, would slide all the way down to fifth, but teams like Boston and Tampa Bay who are in fourth and fifth in the division respectively would jump up to second and fourth. So it, it all comes down to where, how many games you've played and how you're getting your points. So the Red Wings, while third in the Atlantic Division, are 7-6-2 and two at the moment. And that gives them a point percentage of .533, but they've also played the most amount of games as uh, in the division tied with Montreal for, with 15. So that is telling to me with a goal differential of minus 5 that even though they're winning big games, they're losing games. I mean, it's, I mean, it's obvious that you're looking right at the standings. But don't don't get super distracted by the big wins, even though we like to hype it up and joke around because those are fun and exciting for us. Keep your eyes on the prize, and that is ultimately this team is still rebuilding. 
For sure. Consistency is key, baby. Yep. And learning that consistency is, is coming. It's coming. Absolutely. So, uh, we will talk about the weekend ahead as the Montreal Canadiens come into town. I think that is the third and final meeting between the two teams. Uh, only one game at home. We'll have Tyler Bertuzzi for this one, though. So, we'll see how that turns out. We'll get into it's that. That's something. That's something on the other side of this. But first, I got to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from every sport. I'm not even going to give you the list. You know all the sports. Every single one, guys. Like, literally all of them. And Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Last game to play in this period. All right, Scotty. Final segment here. We are going to preview this weekend ahead of the Detroit Red Wings where their kryptonite in the Montreal Canadiens coming to town for the what I believe is the third and final meeting between the two teams first two games were in Montreal before the third one is here in Detroit and uh, the big difference here in this game is they are going to have Tyler Bertuzzi but we don't know how big of a difference that's going to play when the first two times this team met they shell the six to one then shut us out three to nothing yeah it's uh it's this is this should be a game that we're looking at like hey this is a chance to get back on the horse. Just had a really rough game against Washington. Can kind of bounce back, get get some uh, get get our sea legs back on us, you know. Get get a get right game, and and uh, because of how we have looked the first two games against them, it is pretty much impossible to have that mindset going into it. Yeah, no, it is next to impossible to have that mindset, and it's really frustrating too. They're actually coming off they they got a one game win streak going right now. There you go. Coming off an impressive 4-2 win at home against the Calgary Flames. And they got four wins on the season, Scotty. Two of those are against the Red Wings. They got they they got it. They cannot let the Canadians do a season sweep against them. Especially when the third game's at home in front of your own crowd on a Saturday, no less. So the crowd's going to be bigger because it's an original six matchup and it's on a Saturday. So, you know, I, I wouldn't call this a get-right game because they've only lost one. You know, they just broke a three-game three losing streak. But when you talk about games that mean a lot for an organization and a team and a roster, normally you wouldn't think a team that's 4-10-1 would be a team that would mean a lot. But for a team that's bullied you as much as the Canadiens have, this game probably means a lot to this roster. Yeah, ending a season series on a win with how horribly, what are we, 9-1? 9-1, yeah. The, yeah. That's the difference. I, I, I would... I would really like to to get a win there. I would really like to not make that number even worse and and end the season with with one goal against and three losses. I, I or one goal for rather and three losses. I I would really like to end on a win. And it's really like I said, this should be a game that that like our that we have circled as a kind of a bounce back game after the caps. And uh, it is certainly not that with how the first two games have gone against this team. No, it really hasn't. And I'm looking at recent trajectories and stand and uh, you know, how things have worked out. And it seems like it's probably going to be Nadelkovich back in net again, because they seem to be switching back on and off pretty consistently. 
And, I mean, I, I'd be comfortable with either goalie in that right now, but Nedeljkovic does have the better stats. Uh, and even using the eye test, he's played a little bit better too. Uh, but Nedeljkovic, you know, 914 save percentage, goals against average 289. Jake Allen has had an impressive season so far himself, though. So I, I hate to say it, but, like, literally, <laughs> I mean, they have so many injuries and guys who are out right now. And yet, I, I can't confidently say they're going to beat the Montreal Canadiens, despite them only having four wins because they bullied them so hard. And despite on the roster, Red Wings only have one injury. The Canadians are missing Dvorak, Anderson, Druin, Paquette, Norlander. Like, they're five, five guys, three of which are on IR, two of which are day-to-day. The Wings only have Troy Stetcher out. As of right now, that is. It could change by Saturday. But I see, even despite all that, and the better record, and it being at home, and the better roster, I just... I, I'm so scarred from those first two games that I, I look at the Montreal Canadiens as like one of the big matches for the Red Wings this season. Bert's back. Bert's we, back. We, we'll have Bert. We'll have Bert for the game. That, that'll be something at least. We'll have Bertuzzi, um, which which should help. Uh, but but we've also this is this Caps game was kind of the first game where everyone was healthy. And it it still didn't look great. That was this is kind of the one one of the only games of the season. You know what I mean? That that every you know we had that entire first line. We had all of our depth pieces. Like like everyone was healthy really, um, and uh, and and it still didn't look very good. And now we're heading in. We're we're piggybacking that into a team that we have been absolutely putrid against this season. Yeah, and it's also a final game on this four game homestand, and you would. Finishing a homestand off with a win would give, I think, the team a lot of confidence before heading on the road for what is a four-game road trip. Um, a you, lot you, of games. You got to get the win against Montreal. Finish the homestand three and one rather than two and two, because you always want to be over, above five hundred at home because you know that on the road it's going to be harder. So if you want to get on the road against Columbus on Monday, off to a good start, you got to get the win against Montreal. Kill your kryptonite. Really get the confidence going. Get the juices going and. You know, carry that to Columbus, carry that to Dallas, carry that to Vegas, and then you finish your road trip off against the one-win Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, it, it's a huge game. And, and coming into the season, you know, a month ago, if you would have asked me if this game would would be a, a huge game for the season, I'd probably have been like, I don't know, not really. But in, in the current situation, this is, a, this is actually a really important game, getting a win before going on the road, getting some points before going on a, on a big, long road trip. The, the the Caps game, the situation of how poorly they looked in there, it, it and being 0-2 and, and being outscored by 8 on the season so far against them, this all of a sudden becomes a, a really important game for the team. Yeah, it very suddenly is, and that's what scares me. Yes. Uh, you know what? Oracle moment. The Wings are winning. The Detroit Red Wings will beat the Montreal Canadiens. All right, Scotty. So all your Oracle moments have been correct, except for us calling the Capitals, beating the Capitals. All yep. your Oracle moments have been correct over than that. So you got a winning percentage on that. So I'm going to, I'm going to place a crisp five Iser Rohan dollar on this bet. And, uh, we're, we're and you're going to make, you're going to, you're going to double that probably. Cause right. we're probably going to be the, well, no, well, we should be the favorites yeah, at home. Favorites. Yeah. We should be the favorite. Yeah. You, you'll make four bucks back. 
Hell That'll be a nice little. There we go. Four, four, uh, four Rohan dollars. <laughs> make make some of those units back. Not a bad thing. That's my Oracle moment. My my third eye is opened. It, it's a win. Then after it's a that, win. I'll invest in some eyes of Rohan NFTs. One of those. Kind Absolutely. Of the stocks are through the roof with them. Absolutely. <laughs> Trending up. Oh, all right. Uh, let me click on this real quick so I can tell you guys about locked on bets as soon as it loads uh your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by your boy cute with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling uh i've clicked on all the things we've said all the things uh scotty any final things lots of things uh it's gonna be a dub it's gonna be a dub i love the positive guarantee it that's right guys just we're just gonna always we're gonna always try to be positive about this season Always. Title of this episode, Scott Guarantees a Win in Montreal. <laughs> you know what? I think I, I kind of want to name it that. <laughs> I'm not not going to lie. I'm putting all my chips in. I'm, 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 I'm putting all the reputation on the line. This is your, uh, was it Kucherov who was like, we're going to win or something like that? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah, we're going to win. All right. Uh, okay. So we'll be back. Locked guys on, on wings and four. We're gonna That's all we're, I we're gonna be back on Monday to discuss whether or not Scott's a fraud. Recapping a win. Recapping. We'll be a back win. on Monday recapping a victory. That's recapping what we'll be doing on victory. Monday. Uh, <laughs> same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.